you just watching episode six, where we draw the line. I'm Daniel Lewis. And I'm Eve Franklin. Welcome to another episode of the one and only podcast. I just love saying this. <laughs> that gives critical thinking for the entertained Christian or shares. That's we determined that the word was shares critical thinking. Yes, yeah, shares for the entertained Christian. Yeah. This topic isn't actually a movie review. No, no, we're, we're not actually going to talk about specific movies today. Right. This comes in from John Wilkerson, the host of Jesus Geek podcast, which is from jesusgeek.info, and a gentleman that I've started building a friendship with. I've listened to his podcast for a while. I can't remember <laughs> how long, but it's been a while. And now that I'm in the podcasting circle too, I've gotten to know him a little bit. Recently, I was listening to one of his episodes after PodCamp Ohio. I was catching up with all of these podcasts I missed, and I listened to an episode that he released while I was at PodCamp Ohio. I'm just listening along, and suddenly he mentions, are you just watching? I'm like, what? <laughs> and he plays our promo in it. Well, so I as, think we should return the favor. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And I want to do this more often is promote other good quality podcasts out there, Christian, and maybe somewhere on the line, possibly. Well, we'll probably end up sticking with just Christian because there are many good Christian podcasts out Mm -hmm. there that people just don't know about yet. And we're one of them. (laughs) But I want to help people who may be listening to us but not listening to others also find some of these other good podcasts. And one of those is The Jesus Geek. He is a neat down-to-earth guy that provides some technical news. Let me play the promo for The Jesus Geek from jesusgeek.info. Hi, this is John Wilkerson, host of the Jesus Geek Podcast, and you can find that over at JesusGeek.info, and I'm sure you're enjoying this wonderful podcast that you're listening to right now. Well, if you're enjoying this podcast, I bet you'll enjoy mine, Jesus Geek. It's technology, news, and how-tos for the connected Christian. Now, I'm not one of those insiders. I don't have all the hookups. I'm, I'm not like, like these celebrity podcasters out there who are talking about technology. I just take a look at technology and see how you can apply it to your church, to your ministry, or your homeschool. Come check it out, jesusgeek.info. Thanks for sticking me in your ears. I really encourage you to check out jesusgeek.info. It's a great podcast, and John is a great, godly man, and I really appreciate what he has to say. He suggested to several podcasters of the Christian New Media Group, which is from CNMG. .ronizone.com that we consider having a series of podcasts so other podcasters out there are doing similar to this mm-hmm. is discussing where is the line yes and that just is you know to broaden that out it's talking about where christians draw the line in in secular entertainment for us for yeah us. that's where mm-hmm. we're we're exploring that right and which is perfect right. for us of because Although we've talked a lot about critical thinking and some of the things that are obviously bad, we haven't really talked specifically about where we draw the line. And I'm pretty certain that our personal lines between Mm -hmm. you and I will be even a little bit different. Yes, they probably are a little bit bit different, but I would say that we're actually pretty close, or we wouldn't be able to share this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'd be fighting all of the time. Yeah, I want to watch this movie. No, I don't watch those kind of movies. So, first of all, is it important that there be a line? I think there it it is important because we we live in a secular world and we have people watching us and 
and we're living in the spirit and we have to be aware of, of what's good for us personally and what's good for those around us. <laughs> and so I think it's important that we have a, a way of looking at the world that, that basically gives us a line um, so that we know when we're crossing it or not. Yeah, there's a verse that I've always thought of in my mind in, return, in regards to why a Christian should have a line, or not necessarily a line, but a separation from the world. Right. And the reference escapes me, but I know the verse, because <laughs> I memorized it as a kid, and I memorized it in the King James Version. It was, Come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And we see also in Scripture, be in the world and not of the world, mm -hmm. uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. We see all of these things that make it clear that there should be not just a narrow difference between Christians and the world, mm -hmm. but a big difference. Yeah. Christians are, I mean, they're supposed to look at us and go, oh, that's a Christian because we're different. And if we're just going through the world doing the same things the world are doing, then for one thing, the non-believers who are looking at us don't see any reason or any difference to, to what we live. And a lot of them see us as hypocrites because we're speaking one thing and we're behaving a different way. Mm -hmm. But then that comes right back to this of where is that line drawn? Because certain things a Christian can do and not come under conviction and a non-Christian can do also. It's kind of the thing of eating meat that was sacrificed to idols. And mm -hmm. where do you draw the line with that and all of that? So that's why we're going to get into this. Right. Okay, who's starting off first? Should we get a coin? <laughs> I, actually, I'm not sure if I have a coin down here. I have a bottle cap. <laughs> I don't think that will work. Oh, yeah, it would fall on one side. Well, how about you go first? Ladies, go first. Uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, my line, and we're just going to talk about secular entertainment at the moment. We could go yeah. delve further, but um, because we have to deal with movies. I drew the line personally um, on rated R movies some years back, and that was a personal conviction. I don't think it's in the Bible that you can't go see a rated R movie. I do occasionally watch a rated R movie, but I only do it on DVD, and I only do it if it's borrowed. And the reason that I do it that way is I don't want to give my money to Hollywood to produce things that I think is wrong. And for me, that meant not going to see rated R movies in the theaters, not buying, for the most part, not buying rated R movies. I do mm -hmm. occasionally buy a rated R movie. But it, it's... It was just a conviction that I had that I needed to quit giving my money to Hollywood to produce things, movies that had things in them that I disagreed with. And for the most part, most rated R movies are pretty much over the top. And as we've discovered recently, some PG-13 <laughs> movies are over the top. So, And which recently are you talking about? Oh, we just did a podcast um, on Transformers 2 Revenge of the Fallen in which uh, we discussed how the PG-13 rating seemed a little tame for that movie. Yeah, that was a stretch or a squeeze. It was a squeeze to fit it into PG-13. Yes, yes. There was some sexual humor and some bad language in it that to me seemed to, to push it over the line. Yeah. And, um, and that was a line that I was uncomfortable going over watching that movie. And, um, and 
it for some reason violence doesn't bother me nearly as much as sexual stuff does. I'll typically, if I'm going to cross the line with a rated R movie, it will be if it's the rated R because of blood and violence. But I guess part of that is because that is not a a problem with me. I don't dwell on it. I don't. It doesn't become a sin in my mind. But sexual stuff can definitely become a sin. Now, let me ask though. To say that you draw the line at rated R, that seems like such an arbitrary line. Why draw it in the same location that the world draws a line there with rated R? Like, what what about rated R makes it on the other side of the line? I use the Hollywood rating because that's the way they see it. And, and part of it is funding. To me, if we fund rated R movies, they're going to make more rated R movies and more violence, more sex, more openly horrible language and all of that. The things that push rated R movies into that rating. And it's for me, it's not a matter of personally sinning because there are a lot of rated R movies that would not be instigate a personal sin on my part. But to me, it's just giving my money to an organization that makes bad things. So they consider it bad. I'm just telling them with my money, this is bad. I'm not going to fund it. I'm not buying it. I'm not going to it. I draw the line there. And there are a lot of things on TV that are rated for everyone that I would never watch. I mean, there's sitcoms that have pretty foul situational humor in them. And, you know, I just have to take it on a case-by-case basis. But I... I had to draw the line at rated R for movies because that's where you spend a lot of money. All right. So now that's on a principle level. Mm -hmm. But where specifically do you draw (laughs) the line? That's what it really comes down to is if it was a PG-13. Okay. So it's instantly in that range that you might consider it. What do you consider allowable and what do you consider not allowable? Now, and I'm saying... For you, not what you would recommend for others, but for your own personal viewing. I don't like to see nudity. Uh, If the language is over the top, I can handle a little bit of S word and a little bit of F word. But if it becomes too much, I'm noticing it. If it's enough that I notice it, it's too much for me. Um, Sexual innuendo, sexual uh, immodesty, uh, blood and gore. I can handle violence as long as there isn't a tremendous amount of blood and gore. I'm visual, so visual things stick with me longer okay. than than language would, per se. So, you know, the visual inappropriateness, I don't want to look at. Like, if somebody told me that a rated R movie was rated R because of some really harsh fight scenes in them, I might go ahead and see it if they also said that the story was good, the characters were well-developed, and and there were things that balanced it out. If there's tremendous amount of violence and a tremendous amount of language, but there's no sexual content in it, and the story's good, I typically will go ahead and see it at least once. You know, if I like it, I might see it again. But it's... It's kind of a balance for me. It's it's like how much of those things are in there, that and whether the story and the characters are worth it to put myself through that. So, well, then again, how much is too much? It's it's <laughs> a mean, judgment well, call. Okay, so you're not going to say like if they use the f word five times, then Mm-mm. that's bad. But if no, it's four times, it's that's noticeable okay. because okay. sometimes in in running dialogue. 
if if one character says an occasional f word throughout the whole movie, you might start just tuning that character out. Mm-hmm. But if you have every line from every character in in circumstances where the language what's saying is being important so you notice the word more you know, instead of an maybe an expletive you know that's not part of the dialogue or something like that the more it stands out the more noticeable it is that's when it starts to bother me i i tend to not hear it if it's not part of the main dialogue to me it's really a judgment call and if things get to be too much i there have been times where i've watched shows on tv where i have turned them off you know after a very brief amount of time because they just weren't worth it it is a judgment call on a case-by-case basis for me i've even read books that have bad language in them and i can usually put up with it to some extent yeah books are kind of odd to have to read it yourself Mm -hmm. right and like speak that in your mind in a sense it's like do i need to wash my mind out after or wash my eyeballs after (laughs) reading that on the page Right, because you're saying it in your mind when you read it, so it's not the same as as hearing it. Yeah. So. But then again, that gets into a thing of, are the words themselves bad, or is it how you use them? Now, I know some words, their invention and their intention are bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's like calling a female dog what a female dog really is. Yeah. I mean... Which I would have to be around a lot of if I'd ever used my dog is a show dog, which she was mm-hmm. born as a show dog, but right. I just never showed her. And if you breed dogs, then that's what you refer to them as. But yeah. you don't, I mean, if you're going to refer to a woman as that, then it becomes a bad word. Yeah, it's a lot of how you use it. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I do draw my line a little bit differently. I grew up in a very, very conservative Christian family. Mm-hmm. So conservative that... <laughs> And I have to wonder if my mom is listening to this, (laughs) but that's okay. I'm so conservative that I wasn't allowed to touch a water gun Hmm. because it was a gun. Right. Like guns were completely bad. And I used to use that though in my defense of being allowed to watch MacGyver because I'd say, oh, MacGyver doesn't like guns. So that means it's all right. (laughs) So, with that kind of upbringing and very conservative background and in some ways legalistic background, I've not completely flipped over to the other side, but I have reevaluated a lot of things and changed my mind on some things through the years. I watch more rated R movies than you do, probably. Now, that doesn't mean I watch a whole lot of rated R movies because Mm -hmm. it seems like more recently the industry has changed that they're not making as many good rated R movies as mm-hmm. they used to. Right. By good, I mean like, for example, Air Force One, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. It's rated R for violence, mm-hmm. not for language, not for... There, there's no sex in it at all. Right. Air, uh, Not Air Force Two. Executive Decision, which is, mm-hmm. oddly enough, a similar plot line. It's also rated R. One of my favorite movies. There are several like that where it's very... Like, terrorist connected in some way or national defense or warlike the patriot mm-hmm. it's rated r one yeah. of my favorite movies love the soundtrack from that too <laughs> and all of these movies these are kind of from the 90s or early 2000s mm-hmm. when the rated r movies were generally good and it was the pg-13 movies that were oddly enough generally bad 
Right. Because if there was going to be a lot of sexual humor, they would usually stick it in a PG-13. Rated R was usually reserved for if there was outright nudity. And it would mm-hmm. usually say that mm-hmm. on the back of the cover. Right. Or you could tell enough from the movie that it would be obvious that was in there. Mm-hmm. So I never drew and still don't draw just an arbitrary line saying that if it's rated R or if it's PG-13 or whatever. I don't draw a line on the rating, except obviously X. <laughs> never going to see an X-rated movie. I do have two separate lines regarding what I watch on DVD mm-hmm. versus what I watch in a theater. Right. For a couple reasons. For example, for some specific examples here. I do not want to go into a theater and watch a movie if there's a sex scene in it. I refuse to watch a movie with a sex scene in it, in the theater, because I have no control over it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably there with other people, and they're not going to have control over it. And it just creates that awkward situation. And even though I can turn away, which is why I would do, mm-hmm. it's still the sound. Right. And... Again, I'm a visual person, so when I hear things, it creates images in my mind. Anyway, I don't want to be around that. I don't want to expose myself to that. Mm -hmm. So I draw the line there for movies. Now, if a movie has a scene, and this is still talking about in theaters, if a movie has simply scenes of immodesty, Mm -hmm. then I choose to avert my eyes from that. Because Psalm 101 verse 3 says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. And then also uh, Job, and I can't remember what the verse is, but it's, uh, I've made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young lady? Mm-hmm. Um, meaning to lust after. Right. So I don't want to see this stuff on the screen because especially for me as a guy, it can stick a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. And so I choose to avert my eyes from that. Obviously, I don't want to be in a movie where it's going to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, a a movie that takes place on a beach. <laughs> okay, I don't want to spend the whole movie yeah. looking down at my shoes. Right, it's going to be stupid. Well, and, it's a waste of your money too. Yeah, and <laughs> it's that's that's exposing myself to too much temptation. Right, but a movie, for example, uh, a movie I really like, Sahara. Really cool movie, an adventure movie, uh, just really exciting. One of those types that I really love. It has a bikini scene at the very end of the movie. And if I remember correctly, the rest of the movie had no other immodesty in it. So there was just that one scene and someone had told me when it was coming up. So mm-hmm. I just knew, avert my eyes then. And then that was fine. Like you were saying, it's that judgment call that I don't want to be around a whole lot of that. Transformers. Now, if I knew how much sexual humor was in Transformers, mm-hmm. I would not have wanted to see that in the theater. Yeah, I agree with you. It was it was over the top. Yeah, in that movie. Just, and it, there was no indication when you when you saw previews. It looked like just a pure action movie. There was well, no indication really of yeah of the sexual humor. Obviously, right. there was clear indication of Megan Fox's appearance and oh, such. Yes, yes, yeah. And that also bothers me when they put a female actress in there simply so she can show off her body. That Mm -hmm. bothers me. Now, this is all talking about in regards to theater. 
watching at home, it seems almost contrary, but I'll explain that I might allow a little bit more at Mm -hmm. home because I have control over it. Mm -hmm. There's that that skip button. And I love those DVDs where the skip button perfectly skips the scene. <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys made this just perfectly. Yeah. And thankfully, that's usually the way they just mm-hmm. end up cutting the scenes. So there's that control over it. So I, I would allow a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I still avoid movies with m- nudity. Now, there are certain things that some people would consider immodest that I don't have a problem with. Mm-hmm. but that others might. And that's just a spot where I just simply don't draw the line in the same place that they do. Right. And and that's probably something we should talk about too, is, is um, Scripture says quite plainly that you are not to be a stumbling block to a weaker brother. Yes. And I know that this, this is an issue that came up with me last summer because I was actually rooming with somebody who abstained from TV entirely mm-hmm. and from movies or anything that was non-educational. Um, if it was video and it was not an educational documentary, they did not watch it. And for that entire summer, I abstained from it as well. And it was not because I felt like I needed um, to draw the line because she was there watching me. It was more because that was where, as as she was drawing the line there, I felt it it was important that I not push her to draw the line somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so if if I'm comfortable watching things that she's not comfortable watching, as long as she's around me, I have to abide by what she's comfortable with because her standards are higher than mine. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's important in those of us who seem to feel like we have more freedom in dealing with the secular world is, is being careful to be aware of who is around us, especially our, weak, our weaker um, brothers and sisters in Christ, that we don't do anything that pulls them into temptation. Yeah. Now, you know, speaking in terms of temptation... I've kind of focused on the on that aspect of the morality mm-hmm. of movies. My line is pretty consistent for everything else. Violence, I don't have a problem with violence. I, mean, I grew up as a military kid, and although like <laughs> anything resembling violence, I wasn't allowed to play with Transformers, G.I. Joes, anything with guns, weapons, almost none of that. I wasn't allowed to play with any of that. But I know how to handle violence. That mm-hmm. is, even though I was forbidden from participating in anything resembling it as a kid, my parents did still teach me how to handle violence. Mm-hmm. So if I play a violent video game, like a World War II video game, now I don't go play these extreme games, but <laughs> or if I watch a war movie or an action movie or a James Bond movie or something like that, and I see violence on the screen, to me, as a guy, yeah, I like watching the fights, the shooting, the explosions, all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, does that give me a personal problem? No. Am I tempted mm-hmm. to go out there and punch someone up? <laughs> no. Although, after watching Transformers... <laughs> no. Don't go there. <laughs> yeah. So, that stuff doesn't dwell in my mind, like moral issues mm-hmm. might, or immodesty and uh, sexual humor might dwell. Uh, the same thing goes for language. Now... It's not so much of what is a struggle for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Like if I watch a movie that has a lot of foul language, uh, an urban movie, for mm-hmm. example, 
I don't struggle with the language, but I just get uncomfortable. And even just sometimes I kind of roll my eyes and think, why even bother using so much foul language? What's the mm-hmm. point of it? It's kind of like it reminds me of um, a Star Star Trek Four when when Spock <laughs> yeah. and Kirk come back and 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 Spock is throwing expletives in between every word and and he's like that's the way they talk you know and or was it Kirk that was doing? I guess it was Kirk that Kirk was, doing. was yeah. And it just it made me laugh to think the fact that it's so much of a part of our urban language that somebody looking at us from the future would think that it's just part of the language. Like Spock, yeah, was, yeah. and then he couldn't figure it out. Right. So, I mean, the, the words mean absolutely nothing. They, they don't, they at most add emotion to what you're saying, but mm. that's about it. And it, it's pointless to add such words to, I mean, they interrupt what you're saying and, and typically make it harder to say what you're trying to say. Yeah. You know, I remember a scene from one of my favorite movies, I, Robot, where Will Smith's character says to this boy that's kind of a tagalon that's using all this foul language trying to sound cool and mm-hmm. such will smith's character says something like stop swearing because you're not any good at it or something like that <laughs> like it requires skill <laughs> yeah and in a sense yeah i mean in that if just throwing in foul language like crazy is stupid right it's like they're trying to attract, appeal to a certain audience right. when they do that. And so, I don't like watching a movie that has a lot of that. Now, if the foul language... I don't necessarily discount a movie or throw it aside just because of the language, mm-hmm. but it definitely hinders my enjoyment level of it. And if it gets so excessive, I might just end up turning it off because I'm just tired of hearing right. the childish And there's language. a lot of movies that that I actually prefer to watch edited for television because they take a lot of mm. the scenes out. And Lethal Weapon is one of them. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. But I prefer watching it, the edited for television version, because it takes out a lot of the foul language and the nudity. And and it and it's just a, an easier movie to watch because they don't throw all that stuff in there. And, of course, when I finally did see it unedited the first time, it was a total shock to me. I was like, whoa! <laughs> you know, my uh, parents used to have a TV guardian before... TV Guardian was sued and I think disappeared. But I remember thinking about how that affected my viewing experience. Now, it bleeped, or it didn't bleep, but it just muted the audio from mm-hmm. the movie when a foul language would come up. It would read the subtitles and then it would sometimes put in a substitute or it would sometimes blank it out. What I found that doing to me is it made me think more about what they were saying. Hmm. Yeah. Because my mind kind of works that way. When something is missing, I try to figure out what was missing. Right. <laughs> even though I didn't want to know, mm-hmm. I found myself thinking about it more when it was edited out right. like that or cheaply yeah. edited out. Well, I think it, in in the instance of like the Lethal Weapon movies that were edited, they just cut whole pieces out of the movie. I yeah. mean... And that works with those. And that works with those because a lot of times they were really unnecessary to the furtherance of the plot. You didn't miss them. I mean, the whole scene with the woman at the beginning of the movie, I never even knew that was in the movie till I saw it unedited because mm-hmm. they, just, they just started the movie in a different place. Now, gore. Gore and violence often go hand in hand. And like I said, I don't really have a problem with violence, but I have a problem when the violence starts getting extremely gory. I do not like horror movies. Mm-mm. I don't like those ultra gory, violent, like alien type, weird creature type mm-hmm. video games. 
And uh, for example, a movie I watched that I absolutely regretted was 300 (laughs) because just about everything they could make grotesque in that movie, they did. Mm. And that really bugged me. I really wish I hadn't watched that movie. I was warned off of it. I never tried to see it. Yeah, Someone I trusted told me I wouldn't like it, so I didn't watch it. (laughs) And that's an example of... That's just way too much. And right. they did that for the sake of having it in there, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I look at war movies like The Patriot, for example. Okay, people lose limbs. Mm-hmm. They lose heads. Mm-hmm. There's lots of blood or ketchup all over the place. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that because that's just... Realistic war. That's Yeah, realistic. And it's not glorified gore. Mm-hmm. Whereas 300 is glorified gore. Mm-hmm. And there are other movies like that these days where they glorify the gore in it. And it's just like, come on. Mm-hmm. The first Kill Bill was like that. That it was just excessive gore. Uh, second Kill Bill, they cleaned it up a little. <laughs> Haven't seen either of them. So <laughs> uh, so just the excessive gore, no. It just... I think it's it's like... Like I was saying earlier, some of it's a judgment call. It's knowing yeah. what the point of the movie was and and why some of that content is in there. Because there are movies that I like that are excessively violent and have excessive language in them that I don't care for the violence in the language, but I like the story and I like the characters. And so my overall impression of the movie is good because I liked things that had nothing to do with the the violence. Now, here's something else there are a line that could be drawn in different areas, and neither of us stress this yet, the secular agenda behind right. it, or the, the anti-Christian agenda mm-hmm. behind it. Typically, if I know the movie beforehand has a huge anti-Christian agenda, I might avoid it. Sometimes I'm more sensitive to it as I'm watching the movie, and then I'll kind of go to the end. And I think that's where the critical thinking comes in that Mm -hmm. our podcast is based on, is being being able to recognize the message of the movie and come to the end and go, well, that had that in there. And I've heard a lot of people saying good things about movies as simple as, for instance, WALL-E is is just one of those, those movies that has an agenda. And it's a cute movie. It has a cute character. It's perfectly clean. It's family-friendly. It has an agenda. And I don't necessarily recommend people not buy it or boycott it or whatever because it has an agenda. It's just, it's good for people to be able to watch a movie and recognize that the movie has an agenda. Yeah, I try not to support the movies that have strong agendas, like The Golden Compass is known for having a super strong secular anti-Christian agenda to it, or movies with very strong environmental agendas or whatever it is, evolutionary agendas behind them. I prefer not to support them financially. Mm-hmm. Now, although I've said that, I kind of pretty much don't support any movies financially because <laughs> I'm a member of several different groups that managed to get me my movie viewing free and legal <laughs> by using coupon codes or knowing the right people. And I don't end up paying for these movies anyway. Yes, I would not, or no, yes, no, (laughs) skip whatever the yes or no, but I don't want to financially support those strongly anti-religious movies, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to see them because I want to see them 
so that I can learn how to counter what they're saying. And there's another line here, too, that on the opposite side of the spectrum is when people come out with Christian-type movies. And I've heard... I thought you were going to go there. Yeah, well, it's important to go there because it bothers me when I hear Christians nitpick over, well, they got that little piece of theology wrong in the movie, so I'm not going to support it. And it's like, if if there's a Christian movie out there, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to support every kind of Christian entertainment there is because, hey, if you want it, you... You've got to make it affordable for them mm-hmm. to do it, regardless of whether they get one little, you disagree with one little theological issue or, or anything. I mean, if you don't support it, they're never going to get it right. And at least they're trying. That's another line I think that needs to be discussed, too. Well, is that a line? I think it is, because yeah. the Christians, I know it, it's, a, it's a problem I have that some Christians are so overly critical with their brethren instead of loving them. Okay, yeah, I see it, where it's, you're going. It's, the line is whether... It's kind of hard to describe what the line is, but there is a line because people will draw the line. I won't go see that because I disagree with it theologically. Ah, okay. And they won't support it because they disagree with it theologically. But they'll go watch Star Wars. But they'll go watch Star Wars or they'll go watch something else and support it. So it, to me, it's hypocritical. Yeah. And it's unfair to the Christian producer who's trying to bring out good family entertainment with Christian bent because half the people who are re- are complaining about it and making bad reviews and and filling the media with how horrible the movie is are the Christians that he made it for. I think we've seen some differences here between you and me of where we draw some of the different lines. And I think we might have covered pretty much most of the bases on it. Oh, one thing I do want to say is kind of a side thing, but music styles. Mm -hmm. There is certain music that I've grown up learning or being told was right and wrong. And although now I don't necessarily adhere to all of that, mm-hmm. there are certain music styles that I prefer to avoid, not because of what I believe about the music itself, but because of the images it brings in my mind. Mm. Let me give an example. Hard rock, like extremely hard, heavy metal rock. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen enough movies where that kind of music is always used in extremely violent ways. And so whenever I hear that kind of music, my mind brings back those images. Mm -hmm. And so I choose to stay away from that for my own sake, Mm -hmm. because of what it does to my own mind. Right. And I think that's where we need to learn how to draw these lines is, well, considering where the people stand and where they believe who are with us, Mm -hmm. but also not being paranoid about, am I going to offend this person? Am I going to offend this person? But just being aware and not blatantly right. doing it. Right. And also knowing ourselves, knowing what gives ourselves a problem. Yeah, where our weaknesses are. Yeah, and not being so confident in our own strength. Like scripture says, mm-hmm. wherefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. Right. Because just as soon as we think we're strong enough to handle something or stand against something that's a temptation toward us, Mm -hmm. we might find ourselves just falling right into it. And we have to be aware of where our discomforts are. Because the the discomfort, oftentimes, if we're walking in the Spirit, the discomfort is going to come from the Spirit within us. So if something makes us uncomfortable, that should be the first warning sign to us that we probably shouldn't be watching, reading, or listening to it. It's the Spirit warning us that that is a weakness in us. Yeah. And so the thing, same 
guidelines could go for alcohol in movies or drug use in movies or illegal activities, gambling or whatever Mm -hmm. in movies, all of these other things. It's kind of that same thing of what is sticking in your mind, what is causing a problem for me, what is causing a problem for you, and what is beyond the realm of necessity to tell the story. Right. And what's being glorified. So what do you think? Have we hammered this down? I think we've hammered it down. We may have even beaten it to death. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we really appreciate John Wilkerson of Jesus Geek starting this topic, right. which is just fantastic yes. conversation. I'm excited to see where all of the other podcasters who are going to jump on the same bandwagon, mm-hmm. what they're going to talk about too. Right. And we might end up linking to those podcasts in the show notes for this. So be sure to check out areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast slash 006. And while you're there, you know, you've heard our opinion about where the line is in secular entertainment. We'd like to hear what your comments are and where you draw the line, because that it opened this discussion up so that we can see where other people draw the line on this kind of entertainment. Yeah, so please leave a comment on the website, areyoujustwatching.com. You can email us at areyoujustwatching.com, or you could call in and leave a message on our listener line, 859-353-4332. And you can follow the show on twitter.com slash watching. The first two words are actually just letters, are you? <laughs> just watching and on twitter i'm the ramen noodle and i'm a franklin until we hear from you next time and we want to hear from you where you draw the line on movies please and include it in our mega feedback episode sometime in the future (laughs) i'm daniel lewis and i'm a franklin thanks for listening and don't just watch are You Just Watching is produced and sponsored by D. Joseph Design at djosephdesign.com. The opening vocal talent is thanks to Mariah. Our theme song is used courtesy of Answers in Genesis from their exciting Vacation Bible School curriculum, Operation Space, which you can find at AnswersVBS.com. Find more great, clean podcasts like this one at cleancasts.com.